0: Welcome to Answer the Call. I'm your host, Kelsey Kemp. I'm an ex-tech consultant turned career coach, podcaster, and speaker helping Christians discern their unique calling and create a career that's aligned with it so you could be as faithful and impactful as possible with the decades of work ahead. Here at Answer the Call, we gather around a new topic each Tuesday to help you gain clarity and confidence on what you're specifically called to do with your career, as well as sharing smart strategies to help you get there. Hey, y'all. Okay, first off, let me just say, if I sound a little weird, a little stuffy, your girl's a little sick, but the show must go on. So here we are. And I am so, uh, actually, very extra, extra excited. I'm extra? No. I mean, maybe but I'm extra excited uh, to be talking to y'all today. Um, I was just so energized by the feedback I've gotten recently from my last solo episode I did on how to know if it's time to quit your job and what to do if it is. And that was just so amazing to hear from some of you. And I'm so proud and happy for those of you who have firmly decided to make some bold moves. And I know that today's episode is only going to further affirm you in your next steps. But before I get into it, a fun tidbit about what inspired the message I'm going to share today is that tomorrow, actually, because I am uh, recording this the same day that I'm uploading it, (laughs) Uh, one of these days I'll get ahead of my content. But uh, anyway, tomorrow I'll actually get the joy of going back to my alma mater, Texas A&M University, where I'll get to share a little bit about my story um, at a Uh, class or like the meeting for the Mays Business Fellows, which is the premier professional development program in the business school there. And shout out to any fellows who might be listening to this episode right now. I'm just getting really nostalgic about my time um, as one of the people who was selected to be a part of that program in college. And also it made me reflect on how during that time, how trapped I felt on this kind of conveyor belt uh, to the picture of success that I feel like was defined for me. Um, And that being like, you just need to get a job in management consulting or accounting or banking at a top firm and work your butt off for like a few decades until you make partner, which is like the top dog position. And then you look up and you realize you have a house and a family that you've barely gotten to enjoy or get to know. <laughs> and just, I feel like you have to learn how to mold your talents and personality into being someone who can fit that position instead of flipping that script and seeing like, what, what was I given to work with? What are my talents? What did God put on my heart to do? What job fits that? Um, and sorry not to be so negative, but I felt really trapped in that. Like, I have to fit to this path in college. Um, and I'm just so excited to get to share a little bit about my story and how I've come to realize like you don't have to feel trapped and you could literally create your own job or find your dream job at a company you might not even know exists yet because you don't have to settle and become friends with the foreboding feeling that you're going to regret the way you spent your life because it's 100% your choice to make. Um, and so, anyway, I'm just kind of thinking ahead to what I'll get the chance to share with them. Um, and I really hope that it's an encouragement to them tomorrow um, that they don't have to just be on this conveyor belt to the three paths that they might feel that they have to take one of. Um, when in reality, you could make your own way and rely on the God who makes a way for everything. <laughs> so, um, anyway. Um, I was just reflecting on all that and how after giving the corporate consulting life my best shot for a few years, I realized that in the end, my salary, my title, and the brief comments of approval from my peers and my family weren't going to mean a dang thing (laughs) if they were just little breadcrumbs on a path that I never felt truly called to, to be on in the first place. And once I decided to be really honest with myself, I knew that the feeling of just knowing that I had truly tried my best to follow the inklings that God put on my heart, and I genuinely tried my best to honor and utilize the one-of-a-kind combinations of traits and talents that God gave me, and that feeling of knowing that I had tried my best with those things is what I most wanted to have at the end of my life, and I decided I was willing to be ruthless and bold in doing what I needed to do to live a life that was worthy of hearing, well done, good and faithful servant once I meet my maker face to face. So my question to you in this episode is, are you willing to live with the ended mind? Are you willing to make a handful of bold decisions that are necessary to lead a consciously crafted, purposeful career that produces the impact that God has always had in mind for you? And here's one quote from Greg McEwen, who in his book, Uh, Essentialism, that changed my life, he said, is it at all likely that you will wake up one day and say, I wish I had been less true to myself and done all the non-essential things that others expected of me? The answer is no, <laughs> obviously. That was just like such a slap in the face when I read that. I was like, wow. No, I, there, there's zero chance that I will wish that I would have ignored the things I felt called to and who I feel like I am in expressing that uh, no there's not a chance I wish I I will wish that I would have ignored that more or done more non-essential things that others expected of me that there's just zero chance so that really shifted my perspective and got me moving and another quote that really pushed me along was by um Jersey wait yeah, Jerzy Gregoric, a Polish man who went from being an alcoholic to winning four world weightlifting championships. And he said, easy choices, hard life. Hard choices, easy life. It really just takes these few like pivotal moments of boldness to get realigned or aligned maybe for the first time with the path that you're genuinely called to and having that relationship with God in your career where He's leading it. And it's not just you buying into the scripts that some, I don't know, maybe a mentor or parent handed you of what you should do. Um, Not to say at all I'm like anti-authority or anything like that, but at some point we all have to realize that we're living our own life and we're the one that has to account for that in the end and no one else. So anyway, these are all themes that, um, and things and parts of my story that really inspired what I want to share with you today uh, on this topic of how to protect yourself from regret and really live the life that you're called to so that in the end, you could be proud and confident that you're going to meet your maker and hear, well done, good and faithful servant. That is such a mission statement and a driver of mine. Um And I'm sure something that you want as well, if you've clicked on this episode. So um, I've created this episode to be jam-packed with the most powerful tools and encouragement you need to craft a life full of the pursuit of the things that you feel called to, so you can make whatever tough decisions you need to make and protect yourself from the regret of time wasted or dreams unrealized, which I'm sure will be of immeasurable value to those of you who listen carefully. So specifically, I've streamlined all that you need into three steps. I'm a big fan of the three-step method. Um, But one, identifying what you really want. Two, deciding to go for what you really want. Three, getting into the practice of asking for what you want. So, quick caveat because you just heard me say what you want quite a few times. Um, And because when I'm talking about what you want, I want to be clear that um, you could only really be confident that what you want is correlated in any measure with your true calling um, if your desires are conjoined with God's desire for you and your life. Um, And you could only start to grasp what God wants for you if you make a regular practice out of reading, studying, and delighting in God's Word in the Bible and praying to Him. So you could get to know His character and what His will is for you that is so clearly outlined in this gift of Um, inspired words that he has given us to um, lead our life by. And all of this while practicing, surrendering selfish ambitions and earnestly seeking to love and honor God in all that you do. Side note, I would definitely recommend that you read Philippians chapter 2 to get your heart right with the Lord and be willing to surrender anything to his will. Um, It is these things, these practices, this kind of relationship with God that um, can help you discern what your true calling is from the god who calls you otherwise it's just living i I honestly just practicing being the god of your own life and doing whatever you want um which it could potentially be completely separate from god's complete all-knowing um loving plan for you. So I want to definitely set that as a caveat. But if you are making a practice out of knowing, loving, and following God, and you are getting to know Him through a regular practice of reading His Word and praying, then you can be confident that having Jesus as the Lord of your life, your desires are consistently being molded um, to be aligned with His desires. And so that whole what you want statement takes a totally different meaning. And you could feel confident that it's something that's worth following. Um, And you don't have to worry about your heart being deceitful or selfish or anything like that. um, If we're consistently making that practice of knowing, loving, following, and aligning ourselves with God uh, in His will. But anyway, that's important to say but let's get down to it with step one identifying what you really want first take a second sit back take a deep breath and imagine yourself one year from now you've just had the best year of your life what happened like in vivid detail um where where are you at like what are you getting to do um What types of projects are you getting to work on with work? And uh, how does your work make you feel? What do you uh, and your coworkers and your team, like what are they like? How does your boss treat you and make you feel? Where do you want to live? What do you want to do after work? What do you want to have the time for? Um, And what are you praised for uh, doing at work? And what does your team appreciate about you? It's okay if... Um, Your vision isn't super specific right now in this moment, but all you need to do is to commit to searching until it becomes specific. So um, once you are growing in really discerning and tapping into that visualization and getting a gut check on what is it that you feel called to do, like Start to build up the specifics. Envision what you probably already know you want in your life. Like, go for it. Embrace that. Maybe it it is that you want to found a socially conscious startup. Maybe you do want to start a successful blog or a podcast or to be a writer or to work on the set of a movie or to be a speaker that hosts powerful seminars and conferences or to invent that thing that you've had on your mind for such a long time. Um, My point is... Open your mind and be willing to honor what you've always known you wanted. Because the thing is, that will come back with clarity and vengeance as you experience the whole hindsight is always 2020 phenomenon um, in the end of your days. I know it sounds morbid, but these things are really like beyond worth it to consider and just embrace and look in the face. So um, I just want to mention, I, I did say what you know or might have known you always wanted. And that's something that people hold on to so steadfastly. Like, I don't know what I want. I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And we convince ourselves of these things when in the reality of the situation um, that I've experienced in client after client and working uh, in my career coaching work is that the vast majority of the time, people actually do know what they want. They just shove it down and won't admit it to themselves because of years and years of conditioning of um like being told in some way or another that it's not possible and they should just forget about it and grow up and that is not true <laughs> Um I mean I'll I know that like you'll approach this with reason and but I I know that we could we can dream bigger. And it's like most of the time, any time that a client finally opens up about that precious dream that they have always held dear and really want to come to pass, it is nowhere near ridiculous or impossible. And then we actually build out practical steps for how they can implement it. And then they freaking do it. And it's crazy. And their minds are blown. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, it, it wasn't impossible. It really wasn't. Um, so just open your mind and be willing to consider the possibility that you do really know what you want, um, and it's just time to embrace it and kind of be playful with the possibility that you can make it work and that opens you up to seeing the practical steps that you could take and then actually allowing you to have the attitude and openness to go do it. Um, so Um, that is what I want to say about, uh, visualization and just like honoring and being open to identifying and embracing what it is you really want. Um, and the thing is that even after embracing what you really want and you aim high and go for it, even if you only achieve a partial, like very minimal, maybe even 25% of what you wanted success, you just gave yourself the one greatest gift in the world. And that is the ability to be proud of yourself for trying and taking a chance at creating a life that you could be proud of in the end. Like honestly, those are the feelings that are immeasurably valuable and what we really crave. And so um Because deciding to honor those God-given dreams and abilities more than you honor the fears and doubts and lies from the enemy will change your whole life. And sometimes it just takes one big decision to create a pattern interrupt um, in your life to get you on the path towards a life that will be free of regrets. So, Um, By the way, if you're scared, you will make a horrible decision by going down a path that sounds fun, but God actually isn't calling you to. Um, That's fair. I was terrified of that happening. Do these two things to protect yourself from that so you could feel more sure and confident um, that you are going down the right path for you. First, it's simple but like we just got to do it and it once we do it, it becomes like the most life-giving source of encouragement but it, that is to pray and ask god for wisdom i want to read james chapter 1 verses 4 through 8 and it says that if any of you lacks wisdom you should ask god who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you <laughs> but when you ask you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. So remember, God is promising you right here that if you lack wisdom, ask him and he will give it to you generously without finding fault. Like 100% of the time, all you must do is believe and not doubt because God, like he is promising that to you and he wants you to embrace the trust that you can have in him. Um, and He will give you the wisdom and discernment you need, and He will make your path straight. Um, And the second thing is, um, just because I went much more in detail with a lot more helpful information on this topic of discerning um, God's will for your life, I would go back and listen to episode 12 of this podcast um, and I go into detail about how to actively, yeah, discern God's will for your life. So that information will be really helpful and go deeper there um, and help you out. So anyway, that is how I would recommend you identify and own what you really want. Then two, it is time to make the decision to go for what you really want. (laughs) Like actually see it and then say, it's go time. Let's do it. So um because like yeah knowing what you really want is one thing um and therefore like you're also knowing what you might regret if you don't try it um that that whole bit is one thing but actually making the decision to go for it is another thing and for this i am going to walk you through a life-changing tool that i learned from tim ferris uh in his ted talk titled why you should define your fears instead of your goals I would absolutely recommend that you go listen to that. Um, The framework he presented in this TED talk is called fear setting. And it's the exact same framework I used when I was struggling through the decision to stay in corporate America or quit my job to start my dream business. And needless to say, it helped big time uh, because look where I'm at now. Uh, But you could look up the TED Talk and I'll also, uh, which once again is titled, Why You Should Define Your Fears Instead of Your Goals by Tim Ferriss. Um, And I'll also link to the slides Tim Ferriss posted on his blog that include the exercise steps so you could go through them in detail later. But anyway, it's going to be really helpful for you to hear me talk it out as well. So one, the first step is to define your fears. Fear setting helps you acknowledge your fears, which can be one of the most powerful parts of the process. Because even with my private coaching clients, one of the most simple transformative processes is moving past the, I don't know, I'm just scared, to actually making them say um, every specific fear that is running through their mind out loud so in this step (laughs) write out every single fear that is holding you back like be really ruthless and practical about it just like get them all out and make yourself write them down the second step to go through is to in a, a second column so you're writing three columns first you define your fears and list them all out in bullet points the second one is the prevent column so right alongside each of those fears write steps you could take to prevent the object of your fear from happening. This is where you get really practical. You're like, hey, okay, but like now that I see what I really fear, which oftentimes that first step is like the most transformative thing because they realize, oh, that's not that big a deal. I could totally do something about it. Or, I mean, I could overcome it if that happened. But the second step of what could I practically do to bail myself out or fix the situation if this happened. Um, That's also really transformative. But then three, in that third column, write repair. If the worst case scenario happens, what can you do to repair the damage? Even if just a little bit, or who could you ask for help? In the uh, talk that Tim gave, he asked himself, has anyone in the history of time less intelligent or less driven figured this out already. Most of the time, the answer is yes. (laughs) So there are absolutely practical things that you could do to prevent or repair um, the feared scenarios that you're worried might happen. Um, And then after explicitly laying out your fears and what you're able to do to prevent them or repair the damage, move on to the next step, which is to ask yourself, what might be the benefits of an attempt or a partial success? So to really instill confidence, um, look at even the absolute most conservative estimates of why taking the action you're considering could provide more benefits than your uh, current situation. And if the benefits don't outweigh the risks, then that's totally fine too. Like that, this exercise would have done its job and it might lead you to back off or make a new plan. Um, And that is an incredible outcome. That's what I love about this tool is that it is very practical um, and 100% transformative because I mean, honestly, I already know that like, I'm going to be honest, probably a lot of you maybe by calling it out this won't happen but a lot of you might not go through this exercise and um because the most most people choose to stay really really swamped in their fears and it's just like a swirling black hole in their mind of like "Ah, i just can't um and (laughs) the thing is just like believe that this exercise can help like if you just actually write them out Trust me, I have seen it dozens and dozens and dozens of times they suddenly become so small and then you see that you could do something about it so just do yourself a favor of doing this exercise i 'm calling you out <laughs> so um, and I just love how practical it is as well like it 's not trying to hype you up on like fluff and inspiration like look at how amazing your life could be if you just give it a shot like we 're looking at the Conservative estimates of what a partial success would give you, and not like best case scenario. So that's what I love about this. So anyway, um, before you go along thinking, I'm just going to stay over here where it's safe and secure. This is the third and final component of the exercise that might really make you reconsider that. So five, what are the costs of inaction? Financially, emotionally, physically, all of these things. So project this for the next six months, one year, three years. What in detail would your like life look like if you chose to stay in your current situation? What would happen and what would be the tolls or the cost of that in action if you stayed in your current situation for another six months? Another year or even another three years. Honestly, just like it's, I, I'm sure that some of you listening are just like, oh, I don't even want to think about it. I'm sold. Let's go. <laughs> uh, and that's what I've experienced happened with a lot of clients. They're like, I don't even need to move into the one year or the three-year call of like I'm ready to go. Uh, anyway, that is it. That is the simple yet transformative process that allows me to have confidence in my decision in myself, even if things took a turn for the worst. Um, and I would be able to repair some of the damage and get back on track to gain some of the benefits of taking the leap in the first place while avoiding the dismal outlook of the cost of inaction. So, um, I am ready if you're ready to <laughs> go through the third and final step I recommend for you to take control of, of your career and dramatically reduce the chance that you'll regret the way your life was spent. Um, So after one, defining what you want, and two, deciding to go after what you want, you're ready for step three, which is getting in the practice of asking for what you want. practicing this with the little things, by the way, is really going to help you when it comes to the bigger things. So feel free to start small, but just start, okay? <laughs> so what, I, here's like the kick in the pants that I realized. Uh, what dream are you so willing to give up because you don't want to hear no as an answer? Or worse, not even go through the minor discomfort of asking for it at all. Like, I'm sure that you have the kind of dream on your heart that once you hear me say that and realize like, oh my gosh, that's beyond worth a few moments of discomfort. Um, That's beyond worth making that ask of someone that I know um, I really need their help or whatever it is. Like I could, by the way, go into a ton of detail about explicitly how to ask w- for what you want in a variety of very specific circumstances and tactics to do that well but for the sake of this podcast generally you just need a, like uh, a little kick in the hiney <laughs> to get asking at all because the vast majority of people aren't in the process uh, in the practice of asking for what they want Whatsoever, um, because they wait for good things to happen to them without doing much to provoke it at all. Um, and then just get used to, I guess, being disappointed. And this was me. I want to let you know, honestly, I struggle with this all of the time <laughs> like avoiding the uncomfortable things that I need to do to pitch myself, send emails, whatever, like get bigger and bigger podcast guests um, or any kind of things. Like, oh my gosh, entrepreneurship is so so uncomfortable side note but like let me tell you it is so worth it um, anyway for me gosh tangent we're back we're back on track but let me ask you do you believe enough in the validity of your dreams to endure tiny moments of discomfort while making necessary requests to fulfill them ask yourself that and then do something about what you just said in your mind. Yes, I'm willing to bet. Of course you are, okay? So um, you just need to remind yourself of that when fear starts creeping in. And like I said, I want to be completely honest. I let fear get the best of me all of the time, but I'm working on it. And I want to say, Katie Prince is a business and a sales coach that I've been working with, who has really changed my life and honestly doubled my business. Uh, She taught me this one um, hugely impactful principle recently, Um, and it—I know it's going to help you too. So, for people with addictions, she um, let me know that she learned that the urge to give in to that addiction really, according to studies, only lasts about ten seconds. So if they can count down and ride that out, just those 10 seconds, each time a wave of um, an urge hits them, they have won. It is really just a 10 second battle at a time, which, um, I mean, I don't have the exact study reference to see if this is true, but like, just try it out as if it were true. I have been, and <laughs> it has been Transformational. So, yeah, this has been huge. Every time I'm sitting at my desk and I apply this to myself in terms of um, not addiction, but the context of fear. So, if I um, am just thinking, ah, you know, I should really write that email to that big time author or that business owner that I want to be on my podcast. But honestly, nine times out of 10, I've <laughs> gotten in the practice of making an excuse, letting myself get distracted with something else, and never coming back to that task. So now I'm just trying to let myself feel the gush of fear come over me for whatever it is 10 seconds it's usually even less than that I just breathe and write it out and count to 10 and then at the end I as it fades I realize like "Eh, what's the worst that could happen what's the best that could happen yeah I'm I'm going to give myself a shot at this rather than accepting a 100% no, this isn't going to happen because I don't do anything about it. Um, And then I just do it. So um, I hope that that kind of tidbit tip helps you as well. Just like treat things as a 10 second battle and move forward and make the ask and uh, do what you want so join me and make your requests go ahead and ask for the promotion ask for the raise ask for a relocation or a remote work agreement so you can live in your dream city connect with someone new on linkedin with a job you admire and ask for a 20-minute phone call proposing some specific questions you're curious about yeah never know what could happen um and then heck uh, this applies to all kinds of areas of life. Shoot your shot. Ask your crush out for coffee. Get on a dating app. I um, Side note, it's like, yes, I uh, am very, very grateful that I'm in a really impactful line of work, but I've been taking a lot of pride recently and really pumping up my friends who are single and want to date. I'm like, just do things like get on a dating app or whatever. And I'll have you know that two of my friends are happily in relationships now. And one of them was just like, I've had this crush on this guy my whole life. And we've always been best friends. And now he said, yes, we we're going to go on a date after I admitted I'd liked him. And I'm just like, wow, these are the movie moments that I've honestly, my tender heart has always craved. So I, uh, yeah, I'm like, go for the things, like all areas of life, ask for what you want and get in the practice of being honest about it and just seeing what's going to happen. And like, heck, negotiate, ask for discounts. Um, If you're at a car dealership and they're like, that'll be $800 uh, for your repairs, say, is that the best you could do for me? And then just sit there in silence and literally 100% of the time, watch them get uncomfortable and then shave, like, who knows how much off. (laughs) Um, So that, I mean, there is yeah, like absolutely an art to making a powerful ask, that increases your chances of hearing yes, and I do want to cover that in a future episode, but generally for the sake of this podcast, I'm just telling you, start getting in the practice of saying, uh, asking for what you want, and I would also, just a quick tip, um, start thinking about getting in the practice of saying you more than I. Learn how to make things about other people instead of yourself. Like learn how to communicate the benefit and think empathetically and always communicate the value add or the what's in it for them Um, as much as possible with any request that you're thinking of. Um, Even if all you could think to say in terms of a a benefit for them is just a really meaningful heartfelt statement about how much their goodwill would change your life because that's meaningful and like value add to others too. Like obviously we like to think and see that we are nice gestures can make a huge difference for someone. Um, So There we go, my friends. We have made it to the end of this episode. I want y'all to remember easy choices, hard life, hard choices, easy life. And if it is any comfort, I could personally attest to how every meaningful aspect of my life has changed for the better since considering what it would take for me to live a life without regret and then, and in accordance with God's purpose for me. Um, And like, that could be the same for you too. And once I made those tough decisions to get in alignment, the things that terrified me most were almost instantly pacified and put into their proper priority in my life. Like those did not just, I guess, deserve to be the golden handcuffs that kept me in a life that was a waste of what I've been given and what's been put on my heart to do. Um, And and to be specific, I I hear this from so many people, we share this fear of like, if you're in a cushy corporate job um, and you're scared about making an industry pivot or doing something uh, really different, uh, I think that many of us share this fear of like, what will people think? Or like, what's going to happen if I lose my great health insurance plan? Or what if I leave before my 401k matching is fully vested? (laughs) Like these are all fears that I definitely had. But the truth of the matter is once I finally was like, the partial benefits, even like to the fear setting exercise, um, have so much even if I just made a, an attempt and achieved a partial success of what I'm hoping for, those benefits still outweigh the detriment and the cost of inaction that I'll be feeling for the next six months, one year, three years, or the rest of my life if I don't do something about it. So once I finally just decided, okay, I'm going to go for it, um, what happened to those fears was, yeah, they. I, I realized that I, for the thing about um, the fear of being judged by other people, I ended up like being really glad that I just did what I did because I saw who my real friends were and have since developed the closest community that I didn't even realize I could hope for, full of people that I love with all of my heart. And that's like a side note, like huge benefit when you're aligning your life and with your calling. um, That's really based on Um, compatibility with who God made you to be, like, you're going to find your people in the biggest ways, and it's going to be so encouraging, who are, like, running alongside you towards the same types of mission. Anyway, and I also, like, according to the huge fears I had about money and health insurance and all of those things, the reality is I eventually figured out how to make a real living doing something that I'm absolutely in love with, that allows me to pay the horrendous self-employment taxes and the high deductible insurance plan and hopefully still reach my goal of having, honestly, a fully funded retirement savings plan by the time I'm 30, given that it will have 35 more years to compound. But anyway, um, I've been taking Financial Peace University by Dave Ramsey, and I have been loving that recently. Like, plug. I feel like everyone should do that. It really has helped me a lot. But anyway, So yeah, like I'm saying all this to tell you very frankly that I have lost plenty of things, but I have gained immeasurably more and I hope that that is the same for you and I absolutely trust and I have all the belief in the world that it will be the same for you. So I also totally get it if you're coming to the end of this episode and you're like, oh my gosh, yes, I want to go out there and do bold things. And yes, Kelsey, like I am ready to make the bold decisions necessary to live a life without regret. I the thing is, though, I just don't know exactly what I want yet. And I know that might be what plenty of you are thinking. Um, So if you still have a lingering thought like that, friend, I, this is like, honestly, why um, a, a problem that we could confidently get resolved together in a matter of three to seven weekly career coaching sessions, like over the nearly two years that I've been building my career coaching practice, I have developed my signature process named the called career coaching framework to help you confidently, discern your unique calling to, and then practically identify the job that allows you to fulfill it while still making a real living. Cause I'm all about the practicals and this is all done within two months or less of career coaching work and ambitious work on your own to make change happen that I support you through. And this framework paired with my completely personalized approach as a certified professional coach who is certified to help you handle all the emotional things that come up with a career change as well. This is all helps 100% of my clients shave months or years or potentially forever off the analysis paralysis and fear that most other pe- people are willing to stay stuck in as they try to figure everything out on their own. So let me support you and together we will get you on the track to living a life and accomplishing the unique mission that you were meant for. Heck, maybe even before May rolls around if you take this one simple step to get started right now. All you need to do is go to www.kelsiekemp.com, click on the one-on-one coaching page to learn about my about my private career coaching packages and hit the apply for a free consultation button to set up a time for us to chat for just 30 minutes this week to have a fun, objective conversation to see if career coaching is objectively the right fit for you and I seriously can't wait to meet you and I hope that as you get to the end of this episode and that this it's my prayer that this has been an encouragement to you um and that you know that as i mean honestly i'm thinking back to how i started this conversation and telling you what inspired me to record this episode it was thinking about me sitting in that seat in college hearing speaker after speaker come and talk about how successful their career is as when I was a part of that professional development program. Um, I mentioned that I'll be speaking to tomorrow um, and I just realized like oh my gosh these people are all kind of in the same type of jobs and I feel like I'm stuck in that too and maybe I just have to settle and maybe I just have to fit myself into these molds that i only have a handful of options it looks like to take and it's just not true so i really it's my prayer that this episode and me talking you through it like has been an encouragement to you that you realize you're not alone that you realize you can choose different things and make it work and that ultimately god is the one who is calling you. So if you tune into his voice, if you hear what he is asking you to do with your life, beckoning you to do with your life, and you do it, know that he is the provider. He is your creator. He will care for you in all things. And he is just so good, even though he doesn't need to, even though we don't deserve it, to give you satisfaction and comfort and peace through the process. Um, And so I really, I am hoping so much for you. It gives me purpose in doing the work I do and purpose in recording this podcast to just hope to encourage you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received, as it says in Ephesians 4, 1, I think. Anyway, um, but live a life worthy of the calling you've received um, and to realize that you are God's masterpiece and he has created works for you to do beforehand like in Christ Jesus that's what it says in Ephesians chapter 2 um, verse 10 in all of these things like it's just my hope that you would see that we were designed for a life of work not for it to just be toil and meaningless and a Beat me down and toughen up exercise, although sometimes it certainly is. And I accept that those lessons are beautiful and needed, but it's also meant to be purposeful. And God created us to flourish, each in our individual stations in society that we were meant to fit perfectly into. And so I am holding out that vision for you. I'm hopefully painting that picture for you and reminding you of the truth I see in the Bible that we are not meant to have meaningless, silly work that is just to cut a paycheck, to buy things that who knows if they matter in the end or not. We are meant to create an impact and be an ambassador for our Lord Jesus Christ in the work that we get to do day in, day out that was meant to be a blessing to us, an opportunity to know our Creator more, and to serve Him so meaningfully that it fills us with purpose in our lives. So, I was just riffing off there in the end. <laughs> anyway, I, um, anyway I, I love you guys, honestly. And I'm so grateful to have this opportunity to speak to you. I'm honored that you would have this in your earbuds right now. And I hope that you have a great rest of your week. And I will talk to you next Tuesday.